Hey, Night Owls. It's Krista. And this is Rachel. And you're listening to episode three of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? This week we're talking about... (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, I was going to boop-a-doo-boo into the music for it, because that's where I was going to put the music. Totally fine. We're just going to keep going. Yeah. <clears throat> this week, we're talking about... And Chris is going to keep interrupting me with her funny noises, and I love I'm it. Now. I'm done. I promise. <laughs> it's okay. Please edit in the noises, because I appreciate them. And maybe we should only use you for our transitions. Yeah. Transitions brought to you by Krista's mouth. We don't have to uh, say it at the end anymore, because I'm going to... It's She's just going to scat. Just... Yeah. Anyways, uh... What have you been up to? I'm talking uh, a while. I know. It's been it's actually been like the full two weeks, which is crazy. I know, that's uh, weird. We never go that long. We always like talk in between, but not this time. Not today. Not this week. <laughs> um, I hurt my knee rollerblading. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so two Saturday yeah, two Saturdays ago. We were out rollerblading at Western and we're like coming down into the parking lot where we're parked. And I'd been going like light post to light post because I'm not very good. And there was this last little bit before you hit the parking lot and it looks like it flattens out. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. And so I'm like going to da da and I just get going so fast because it still goes downhill and it's freshly oh paved and I panic fall and oh, I no. sprained my meniscal or meniscus I think it's my meniscal I ended up going to the doctor for it because it was like super it's been swollen all week and since I'm training for the CPAT I was I was like I need to know if it's actually broken because I was like I have the CPAT and then I have the two halves uh, but yeah he said I just sprained it and it's like I can finally almost walk normal and he said I can still work out and stuff but I so yeah, so I've been hobbling around for a week, and everyone's oh, like, "What no. you do?" And I'm like, "Just rollerblading. It's just an eight-wheeling thing. It's fine." Anyway, what have you been up to the last two weeks? Oh man, what even have I? Uh, I took some time off of work in like the middle of the week because I had to work um on a weekend, mm-hmm. like on a Saturday. So that kind of sucked, but it was kind of great to have the whole day to myself in the middle of the work week. And I was all by myself at home, and I just had to worry about the pets. And it's so hot that they're just laying on the hardwood and not moving ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have a care in the world. No, not at all. So I totally got to, like, organize my craft room a little bit. I, like, Marie kondo the shit out of my closet. Nice. The crap out of my closet. I don't know how much we want to swear, but feel free to edit out whichever one, because I give you <laughs> options. <gasps> I totally forgot. Work did Rachel Appreciation Day today, because I had to do that weekend coverage thing, because... Mm-hmm. We have eight of us globally, and oh, three wow. of them in my city went to the same rave all weekend. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, so I worked all weekend, and so my coworkers, because I, they said that like they didn't really notice, but I was like visibly put out <laughs> when they asked me to work the whole weekend. So I covered for the weekend, and so they did Rachel Appreciation Day today. And so, like, my work wife bought me coffee this morning and a cake pop. And then my coworker brought me to lunch. We went and got, like, smoothies at this, like, fancy smoothie juice press place in the city. And then um, my other coworker, <laughs> they all come in at different times, so it was funny. I got, like, gifted when I get in at 8 a.m. And then I get a gift at noon. And then I get a gift. <laughs> It was funny. Um, but then my last coworker brought me a bottle of the gin I like. 
Ooh. A whole bottle of it. Like wow. a big bottle of it. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty pumped. You're going to be drinking so many Christmas tree things. I know. You think it tastes Christmas tree. It does. You're not if wrong. you're listening and you think it tastes like Christmas trees and you think that's bad, comment. Let us know I'm not alone. <sighs> are we going to have to put a poll up? I think we are. Mm-hmm. I don't think so because I to think gin, gin or not to gin clean and delicious. And it's the that only the hard alcohol I've ever found that I can literally drink all night and not be hung over the next day. I found my soul drink soulmate drink drink mate. I, I like soul drink. I think that soul works. I think soul drink works. <laughs> well, I was really excited for the book that we had this week. Totally looking forward to doing like a steamy beach read. Uh-huh. And so that's basically what I was looking for. I literally went on Amazon because I don't really do theme books, like just like when I personally choose stuff, but like I'm enjoying that like we're picking other topics so that I have to branch out. So yeah, I was like, okay, this will be fun. Exactly. I know. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, anyways, so I literally just, like, went on Amazon because I was, like, I'm not really sure, like, what qualifies as a beach read. So, like, I pretty much just wanted something that had, like, a picture of a beach on the cover and was located mm-hmm. on a beach and it was summertime. I feel like that's mm-hmm. sufficient, right? And yeah. I, I look for romance. So I picked one. And uh, true to myself, I didn't, you know, read all the details. And it is a third in a series. Oh, that's awesome. I did it again. I did it again. Oh, my gosh. Second time in a row. It's kind of embarrassing, <laughs> honestly. Like, once I found out, I was like, oh, my gosh, should I return it and just, like, get the other one? But I already had it. And I was like, I'm just going to read it. Um, so it was pretty good. I ended up reading The Summer Retreat by Sheila Roberts. Okay. Um, long pause, not for dramatic effect. I'm trying to find the right words because I don't want this author to think I disliked her book. It was a pretty good book. It's mm-hmm. not the kind of genre that I would normally pick, but okay. if someone is into, like, the more, like, who's she going to choose romance type genre, I could see it totally being, like, a good series for that because, like, it's got pretty solid plot points. Like, mm-hmm. it's predictable. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I was mostly committed to the end because I wanted to confirm that I was right. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was my biggest thing, getting to the end at this point, and I was just like, oh, my God, I totally freaking knew it. Yeah. But she definitely did throw me a few curveballs. So I appreciated that because it wasn't mm. completely predictable, but, you know, for the most part. But I think a lot of these are. I mean, there's mm-hmm. only so many ways that you can describe a romance. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially when you're on the third in a series. I'm sure that she's probably done some more unique things in the first two. So yeah. I won't say that it's the author's fault. That's probably my fault for skipping mm. the first two. Yeah. Um, but uh, the basic plot points for this one. Um, I'm not going to worry about spoiling the end for you because they all basically end the same. Okay. Cool. Just so you know, like I generally would try to avoid spoilers on here because I don't want like, cause it, when you thrillers and stuff, but mm-hmm. probably definitely, definitely going to spoil the ending on this <laughs> one for you guys. But like, like I said, it's pretty predictable. So I think you'd be able to figure it out. Even if I just give you like the main plot points, like there's honestly no way for me to describe this book to you without you figuring out the end anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a series. So I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think anyone's going to, you know, be really upset with me. So yeah, I apologize if anyone's very Come upset. Me, I ruined the last of the Moonlight Harbor series. I don't even know if it's the last one. Actually, I think there are more. I think in the back of the book she said there are more. If you're waiting because uh, you don't know how book three ends, skip Rachel's part now. Yeah, or maybe like just skip it like a few minutes in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got a lot of notes. Oh, look at this. I've got pages of fucking notes. Jesus. 
Okay, I'll let you know when I get past, like, just the main plot points. Okay, so uh, the main character, Celeste, is dating this guy who's, like, a cop, right? Mm -hmm. And she's been dating him for over a year, but he just, like, won't commit. Like, he dodges trying to meet her family, and, like, she says, I love you, and he's like, yeah, yeah, cool, that's nice. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, no, it's totally fine. Like, he says that he's into me, and that's good enough, and I don't need to hear him say it because she's... 36 and like half of Celeste's being is that her baby timer is running out. So mm-hmm. a pretty predictable character. Yeah. So she wants a baby more than she wants somebody to love her. Well, she wants somebody to love her too, but you know, she just wants the nice package and she wants it now. She's just okay. picking all the wrong dudes. So she's mm-hmm. been dating this guy and then he like bails on date night. Right. And she's like, Oh, like that sucks. Because like she was going to, she was like resolved to like talk to him about this whole like, situation like are we aren't we mm-hmm. and uh so he totally bails he's like oh babe i'm sick like i can't go and i was like yeah uh-huh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> sure you can't so she goes over to his apartment and lo and behold there's some like half naked chick in his bed yeah who was like is that the pizza guy and she was yeah, just no. like i thought you were sick <laughs> so yeah typical he cheated on her she leaves um she's very upset about it she like kind of goes back and forth like maybe I could forgive him for a hot sec and then was like no no can't do it he's terrible right mm-hmm. um which I appreciated because her sister and everybody was just like no don't do that so yeah. she decides she just wants to get out of town she wants to be done with it you know uh and her sister has already moved to Moonlight Harbor uh in the previous books her sister uh helps her aunt run the Driftwood Inn in Moonlight Harbor, right? And so she's like, okay, I'm going to go hang out with my sister for the summer, right? Because uh, Celeste is a teacher. She's a first grade teacher. Okay, so, so she has the whole summer. So she's a summer off, right? So that make, that totally, totally adds up. So she's going to go hang out with her sister Jenna for the summer, mm-hmm. right? So she goes over to Moonlight Harbor and is totally like, oh, this is great. I'm totally going to get some time to relax. And immediately her sister's like, okay, so here are the available men in town. <laughs> Because she's 36. I totally get it. Her sister, yeah. like, probably knows, like, what her, her deal is and just, like, wants her to find the best. So her sister's like, okay, I know who, the, like, the good dudes are. And her sister, her sister, man, has, like, this whole, like, divorced story and has her own, like, two dudes that she's got her own, like, story with. But she's not the main plot for this book, obviously. They had to branch mm-hmm. out and talk more about her sister, Celeste. Yeah. So she, so Jenna starts, like, pointing out um, the men that she thinks would be, like, best for Celeste. So Celeste kind of, like, gets settled into town and, like, meets people. And so, like, the, the people who stood out the most at first were a cop, who she immediately was like, no, not into him. I'm done with cops because her ex was a cop. <laughs> Don't blame that girl, right? Uh, and uh, then she introduces her to this pastor. So the pastor ends up becoming her, like, main, so the pastor's, like, the nice guy, right? Mm-hmm. nice guy in the story but then there's also this like mysterious man staying at the inn mm. who when she like cleans his room she like reads some notes of his that talks about like how he would kill somebody and she was like oh my god there's a murderer staying here right and I was like yeah, so she a like bit of a freaks out and tells everybody that she thinks he's a murderer or whatever and then it comes out that he's a writer oh of course so he's writing a murder story so this mystery man is staying in this room and so she's got all this like chemistry with this mystery man but she is trying to like make things work with pastor paul right so she like Mm -hmm. pretty quickly like nicks the police guy and was like the pastor 
pastor's the one I'm going to go with. Yeah, he's the good he's, guy. He's nice, yeah. and I need to make smart decisions, so I should pick the nice guy. She's like, I'm not super into him, really, but mm-hmm. I'm going to run with it because I'm done making stupid choices. And so she thinks that, like, being with the writer guy would be, like, the bad choice, right? Because she's, like, into him. And she was like, every time I'm actually into the guy, it goes poorly. And, I mean, she's probably not wrong in some aspects. Like, if your instincts have been really bad in the past, maybe go with that. But yeah. also, like, for real, the pastor dude, where, like, every, like, most of this book is, like, her internal turmoil. Like, which one do I want? Do I want this guy? Do I want the nice guy? But this guy seems terrible. And we have all of these, like, angry, heated exchanges that are, like, flirty and sexy, but also, like, negative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're, like, uncomfortable, but, like, also they have good rapport. It's such a weird, like, dynamic. Um, Like, you know, when you meet somebody that, like, you get along with. But they also have, like, sexual tension, obviously. So, mm-hmm. like, a whole thing there. So, like, she continues all summer to, like, date this pastor and be, like, flirty, sexy with this other writer dude. Including, like, they went to this, like, party and, and uh, the pastor had to leave early and there was, like, dancing or whatever. And she starts, like, dancing with the other guy, like, super sexual-like. Mm. Like, he puts his hands, like, on her butt. Yeah. And it's a small town, and these church ladies are hella gossipy. Yeah. So she was like, oh, no, he's going to find out. Because, like, they've had conversations in which she was just like, I don't know if we're right for each other. And the pastor is just like, nope, we definitely are. I'm totally sure. And she's like, okay, if you're sure. You know what I mean? And so the pastor is like, I got to lock this shit down. Yeah. Right? Because she's going to leave for the summer, and she's into this other dude. So mm-hmm. the pastor is like, I'm going to propose. She's going to propose. Yeah. I mean, it's if you're lucky, like you got to put a ring on it. Uh, right. Uh, He's uh, just uh, like, uh, I just, I know. So the pastor goes and proposes, which upsets, you know, all of the town's lady that are single who wanted to be with the pastor. Mm. So there's this, like, one chick from the church who was, like, really into him. And so she's been really upset, but she's just been, like, waiting for Celeste to leave. She's like, it's fine. She's just going to leave. Yeah, right? she'll leave, and then he'll be mine. Right. And so Celeste and the pastor get engaged, and <sighs> the other guy leaves. Oh. He just leaves gone and so we're like okay whatever and so they proceed and they like plan this wedding and the entire time that she's like planning like a wedding for thanksgiving and they get engaged in the beginning of september and she's like it's not the time of year that i want they're not the colors that i want like he's trying to make me wear his mom's dress like the pastor goes from like being a really nice guy to being kind of a misogynistic jerk which i'm sure was the writer's point Mm -hmm. like yeah you gotta write a story i get that but like (laughs) He was from, like, being really nice to me, like, really pushy. Like, no, you can't have your dog in our wedding because it's not because I don't like the dog. You know, I just don't know mm-hmm. how the church will feel about the dog being around. Let's just have my niece and nephew, whatever. So, like, yeah. she makes all these concessions. And so they, like, get up to the wedding. And, like, the pastor who is marrying them, so not the pastor she's marrying, the one who's mm-hmm. marrying them, the officiant, is, like, does anybody object? And so the lady who was into the pastor was, like, I do. Oh, and everyone's like, what? And even better is that she was just like, you're not right for each other. Like, I think you're rushing into this because you got puppy dog eyes on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the bride was like, yep, turns around and walks out. <laughs> she was like, nope, she's totally right. I've been thinking yep. these things, too. I just couldn't admit it to myself. I'm sorry. Yep. I got to go. So she oh. pieces. So Celeste, yeah. like, goes through all of this to pick the right dude to end up planning this wedding to end up leaving him at the wedding at the altar because somebody else objects. Like she would have married him. This lady hadn't objected. Like, Oh my God. So like the pastor's all like upset about it. Of course, understandably brokenhearted, 
But Celeste is like, I totally made the right choice, but I'm still going to live in Moonlight Harbor or whatever because I sold my apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's got to stay now. So she stays and she, like, helps her mom and her aunt and her sister or whatever with the with the inn. Mm-hmm. So she ends up just, like, staying and helping with the inn and, like, substitute teaching at the, like, local school, which sounds kind of great. Like, I would love to do that. Like, that sounds so low-key. Like, the chillest life yeah. ever on the beach. You substitute yeah. teach, help out in an inn on weekends. Like, so, hmm, super I would relaxing. totally do that. And so, of course, Christmas comes around. So she goes to look up the other guy, the author, who left. She can't find him online. And she's like, what the heck? Like, you're an author. Why can't I find you anywhere? And so she goes to the grocery store or some local store, and she sees his face, like, on books. She's like, what the heck? He uses yeah. a pen name. So that's why she couldn't find him. But he was doing a book signing. He was doing a book signing in her town. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, you're still here. And she's like, yep. And he was like, oh, so you got married. And she's like, nope. And so they're like, (laughs) all right, let's try dating now. And his mom was there. So she, like, immediately just, like, meets his family and jumps into that whole relationship. And literally there's, like, no details there. It's just like, hey, we should totally try this. Yes, absolutely. And then, like, there's no, like, one year later or whatever. But there's just, like, a little excerpt that's, like, he's writing his next book. Now it's a romance novel instead of a psychological thriller murder novel. And oh, then he closes his laptop to go to his own wedding. And guess who marries them? Pastor Paul. Her ex Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and the pastor was like, it's right this time. And, like, so it was, like, oh. it was a little cheesy. And you know what? Yeah. I felt like there should have at least been one good sex scene. Yeah, if it's going to be all, like, a romantic-y type thing. Yeah, like, their sexy dancing was, like, the most of it. And there was some, like, kind of sexy, like, hit, like, excerpts of his writing. But, like, it wasn't even really, like, a sexy, like, I don't know. Hmm. I feel like if, you're gonna, if I was going to read a romance novel, that's kind of what I was looking for. Like, that's kind of what I expected. You yeah. know, I figured there would be at least one, like, At good least something. Sexy. And, like, there was some good, like, sexual tension moments. But, I don't know. I felt a little jilted there. Mm-hmm. But... My favorite detail in this entire book that I tag-eared, dog-eared, even though that's controversial, because I had to remember where it was. I'll go into that later. Um, (laughs) My favorite excerpt, I totally, like, it's like the very beginning of the book. I was like, I would go to this inn that doesn't exist, but it's based (laughs) in my state, (laughs) based on this detail. Ready? Mm -hmm. The pool was the best. It had a mermaid swimming under a full moon painted on the bottom. Oh, okay. Where where do we go? Yeah, does that, I was does like, have a swim sold. up bar. Like page come on, twenty. So oh. I had really high hopes because I was like, man, she gives like good details about like this place and like it's really cute. But most of the book is just like inner turmoil. Oh, and along yeah. the way, her sister runs for city council and decides not to go for it because her sister's a nice person and wanted the right person to win. Oh, jeez, gross. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like there was a lot to it. Mhm. Could have summed it up. I did sum it up in five minutes. Yeah. There you go. So, that's how I felt about it. I would give her first couple of books a shot, honestly, because mm-hmm. I understand that once you get to three, you do end up kind of... Yeah, struggling. a lot of the third ones aren't as good. Right. So, I would say that I would definitely at least try out this series. Mm-hmm. If romance is your thing. Yeah. How many? she was a good writer. She sh- how many seashells out of five would you give it? Hmm... <sighs> Ah, uh, that's a tough one, but I like the seashell <laughs> rating. Uh, yeah. I'll go with three. Let's go with three seashells. Three seashells. Based on, five. on the genre that it is and the yeah. type of book it is, I would go with three seashells. Because mm-hmm. she's a good writer. 
And I like yeah. the details that she includes. I just felt it was a little little too predictable and a little too, uh, like, all of the attractive women were blonde and had big green eyes. And the mm. unattractive woman had brown hair and was short. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just silly. Like, all of the mm. men were described as very sexy. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, some of it was really predictable. But if you like that genre, like I said, it would totally be your jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I was into it. What did okay. you read this week? I'm looking I forward to I read The Weekenders by Mary Kay Andrews. Ooh. Um, and I really liked it. And I'm kind of torn on how to explain it. So um, <laughs> on the little side panel, it says um, that the mystery deepens in a murderous way. So somebody <gasps> does get murdered. Yes. But you don't know until page like 70 out of five, like 440 who it is. And I can't, I don't think it's a spoilers to say who gets murdered. Because, I mean, you kind of need to know, like, the rest, like, to be able to know what the book's about, you have to know who it is that gets murdered. Well, if it's not early on, it's part of the main plot point. Okay, I'm going to do it. So, um, book is set in Belle Isle. I think it's how you say it. It's I-S-L-E. Yeah, it's Isle. Okay, I was saying it's Isley for, like, three quarters of the book. And then I was like, I think it's Belle Isle uh, in North Carolina. Oh. And oh gosh, they have aisles in North Carolina. Yeah, they're on like the water and stuff. Apparently, oh, I guess they, they are, like, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, um, that's fair. And it's like, oh, 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 my mic just fell. Oh, oh my God, Mike catastrophe. Oh, no. Ah, Mike down, Mike down. Just as Mike was so into the book, it attacked Ooh. it. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um. Anyways, so the main character, Riley Griggs, her grandfather, like, basically built the entire island up. Well, I guess he didn't build the island. The island is a natural island. Um, But he bought the land for dirt cheap, like, however many years ago, and, like, built all the houses on it and built all this stuff and, like, made it be what it is. And people pay, like, crazy amounts of money to, like, be a part of the club, and they go, like... So most people go, and they'll go for the whole summer, or the people who are the weekenders... Are the people who have like actual jobs Monday through Friday, so they show up on Friday and they leave Sunday night. Like the cat on the skills. Fair. Like what? Like dirty dancing. It's like the cat skills. Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the only I way to get there my... is by ferry. Like you can then, oh. and they don't allow um, like no motor. The only motorized vehicles that are allowed on the island are emergency vehicles. And I think there's, like, one other one that's, like, along those lines. And, like, that's it. Everyone, like, drives golf carts and stuff. Um, But anyways, so Riley gets there on, like, the Friday one, like, coming over for the summer season. um, And she's supposed to meet her, like, soon-to-be ex-husband at the dock with because they're going to tell their daughter, like, that weekend that they're getting separated. And he doesn't show up. And um, the daughter's 12. And so she like, and she's like, no, he promised he was going to be here. Whatever, whatever. Oh, and Riley's like, well, that's, well, yeah, Riley's like, well, that's kind of weird. He doesn't usually like break promises to her, mm. but he still doesn't show up. Uh, that's because he was the one who got murdered. Yep, knew it. Yeah, so it was him. Um, but then, so when they get there, they're like, whatever, we're just going to go to this house. Because he, he had built, so... Her grandpa started the company, and then her father took it over, and then her father picked her husband as the one to run it, because, you know, basically, women can't run business and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, like, builds them, like, this 
stupid fancy house that like you have to have like an app on your phone to unlock the doors and do all these things and she gets there and like nothing will open and she'll she finally walks up to the front door and there's a foreclosure sign on the door and she's like she's like that's weird that has to be a mistake which i was just like no honey there aren't mistakes when it comes to foreclosing a home that's not an oopsie daisy at the bank uh, but they try to call the sheriff's office, but it's Memorial Day weekend, which is the weekend that, like, kicks off the whole summer season or whatever. Uh-huh. They're, they're like, Tuesday. Like, you can talk to somebody in the sheriff's office on Tuesday, get it figured out. Well, then before that, they figured out that he was murdered, and turns out he ran the business into the ground. <gasps> like, lost them all kinds of money and just did all kinds of shady shit. So, basically, the entire book is kind of just, like, all these things about, like, all this shady crap that he did. And how nobody knew it. Like, everyone thought that he was, like, this perfect, amazing man. And um, and then she ends up kind of getting involved with this guy who, when they were in college, or he mm. was in college. I, don't, I think she was maybe in college, too. Um, but they almost had a chance. And then he got, like, super, super, super wasted when he was supposed to be at her uh, debutante ball and ended up throwing up on all over her in front of everyone. Oh! <gasps> So like no. she, yeah, so she hates him with a fiery passion, yeah. and her mom freaking hates him. And so then, him. yeah, but then he ends up like he like ends up leaving the island, and he like goes to mm-hmm. California, and he like starts a big company, makes lots of money with his best friend who is his roommate and his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then his girlfriend leaves him for his best friend, and they kick him out of his business. Of course, so now he has he like bajillions of dollars, and he like comes back to the island because. His dad died, who was Captain Joe. He was Captain of the Ferry. So he dies, so he, like, comes back to help his mom, and his mom is finally like, get out of my house. You're a grown-ass man. So Joe apartment. Yeah, so then he decides he's going to stay on the island, and, like, he has plans for, like, fixing up the island, because for the longest time, Riley Griggs family, they were the majority shareholders of, like, everything on the island. Like, they owned the majority of the property. But since he, like since Wendell, her dead ex-husband, or I guess late husband, like, ran the company into the ground, it all had to go up for auction. But it was super freaking good, and I literally actually stayed up last night past my bedtime making sure that I read far enough that I could finish my book on my lunch break today. Because um, it was honestly probably until, like, the last 40 pages that you knew who killed him. Wow. But yeah, she That's made like, wait edge of your wait for a long time. Yeah, and there were, like, all of these um, secrets that, like, came out because it kind of jumped people's perspectives. And so, like, you would hear this, like, really sketchy thing that this, this like, one family member did. And it wasn't until, like, in those 40 pages that it, like, came to light that, like, everyone else in the family finally figured it out and stuff. What? I have uh, a really serious question, though. How yeah. did you make yourself stop reading when you only had 40 pages left? Oh, no, I had, like, 80 pages that I read on at lunch. Okay, how did you stop reading when you only had 80 pages left? Because I knew that we were going to be recording it today, and I wanted to make sure it was fresh in my head. Because the next <gasps> book that I'm starting is It's Always the Husband. And so I didn't want that, like, <gasps> in my mind, like... That sounds amazing. this one. So, yeah. Yeah, I was, like, but I how did you stop and make yourself sleep? Because I can't. When I get down to, like, under 100, like, I won't, like, go to under 100 if I know I have to go to bed, because I'll just keep oh. reading. Like, that's my cutoff line, is, like, 100. What's your, like, like page oh. cutoff line? I just go with how late it is. Yeah, I just go, I'm like, it's really late, and then I do the math, I'm like, oh, I have, mm. my alarm's gonna go off how soon from now? Oh, I'm so sleepy. You do alarm math. 
method. Yeah. Oh, I go yeah. with the page page numbers. Yeah. If I I mean if I have only like 30 pages or something, I'll probably probably like 30ish would be my cutoff. I could stop at 50 though and be fine. Depending on like how like small the font is and stuff too. I guess it also kind of depends on how suspenseful it is at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, has the bulk of the story happened? Like, or am I still waiting to find out who done it? Yeah, well, because like, that was a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. By the time, like, when I where I stopped, like, we I didn't know who had done it, and like all these other things hadn't been wrapped up. Like, she literally waited till the very, very end of the book to wrap everything up. That's impressive. Did you have an idea of who it was? Like, did you? No, not no, a clue. You really didn't no. at all. Okay. The person who it ended up being, I was like, oh, huh, um. Yeah, like, they even, like, made a, they make a comment, like, when they're confessing to people, and they're like, yeah, well, nobody would ever suspect, like, expect somebody like me, like, I'm not a suspect, and I was like, no, no, you weren't, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, she did a really did, good job. Did she end up with the guy that she went to college with? Yeah, they end up together, well, so her, it's uh, pretty predictable. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you kind of saw it coming, but, so her daughter ends up, like, that same year, like, a couple months beforehand or something, ends up getting diagnosed with uh, type 1 juvenile diabetes. Oh. Um, and so, which, like, honestly, I'm knocking off one seashell. So that's four seashells out of five because of how frequently they brought it up. Like, freaking helicopter mom nonstop was like, did you take your blood pressure? Did you eat? Do you have? When was the last time you eaten? Um, do you? Did you take your insulin? She has diabetes. She has diabetes. She has blood sugar problem. Like freaking Too shouting prevalent. it from the roof. Like shouting it from the rooftops. It was nonstop. Um, mm. but then so she like ends up like kissing the guy at the ferry at some point, like because he's like leaving or whatever, and he's like, I've always watched. All of them, and they always have somebody saying goodbye when they leave, and I just wish for once I had that. It was really gross, but so she like kisses yeah. him goodbye, and then they call it the Coconut Telegraph, and it's like this because it's a teeny tiny island, so like gossip spreads so freaking quickly. Oh, and so got like it. one of the like other kids on the island like took a picture of them making out, <gasps> and so then like she like the daughter ends up calling the mom like a hoe. And, like, just says, like, all these nasty things. And then, like, it's like, I'm going to go spend the night at this friend's house. And I was like, fine, whatever, go away. And the daughter is like, I wish you were the dead one and dad was alive. Ooh, ouch. That's, and like, the leave. harshest thing you could say to your surviving yeah. parent. Yeah, and she's like, whatever, like, to hell with you, chat. Well, not really. She's actually, really, like, really torn up about it. But she still goes on this date with the guy and gets, like, three phone calls from her mom. And it's like, I'm not going to answer it because you don't want me to be with him. Um, and then her brother calls and she's like, he never calls like an answers. And he's like, there's something wrong. She's like locked herself in the room. She's super upset. So like the friend had like said something super nasty. And so she like purposely put herself in a diabetic coma. Oh my gosh. Who does that? 12 year olds. Dramatic. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so like at that point, so she like, and of course they have to take a helicopter over to the hospital. They have to get like medevaced because they're on a little island and the ferry takes forever and stuff. Um, and so then like he comes over and it's like, do you want me to stay? He's like, I don't want to upset her. So I'll stay out here. Or he's like, I can go home and like grab you a change of clothes or breakfast. And she was like, no, I'd like, like go away, like leave. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So he, she like breaks it off. So you're like, eh, I don't really know if it's gonna happen. But then like her best friend is like, you're being an idiot. Children are stupid. Don't let them dictate your life. 
But yeah, they totally end up together because, of course, the daughter, like, comes around and is like, well, I see how happy you are now when I was kind of being a brat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, 12-year-olds are brats. I didn't want my mom to have another kid because I was like, no! Yeah, you want to be... I don't want to do that! Mm-hmm. You're 12, it's not about you. Yeah, exactly. But either way, I mean, it was super good, and, like, she did a really good job. Like, I do like her writing style, so... It sounds like she... Is this the first book you've read by her mm-hmm. that you know of? Yeah, I don't think I've read anything else of hers. She has a ton of books. She's, like, one of those authors that busts them out all the time, but... Nice! <laughs> I really liked it. I'd probably, I would totally read another one of hers. I think most of them are all like written in like beachy type towns, and they're definitely more kind of like this, where it's more love type stories, like that adds romance. Up. Yeah, <laughs> this one was just nice that it had a murder. So I appreciate that it had a murder. I'm jealous that yours had a murder. I'm trying to think if mine had anything like that, but I think the most murdery thing was the book he was writing, <laughs> in which he never. Like, yeah. told us about the murder in the book because he was having a hard time writing it because once he met Celeste, he was all about the sex scenes. Mm, yeah. Oh, he's got to switch over to a romance book instead. Men. <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds good. I might actually read that book that you read because, mm. I mean, there's, it sounds like a murder. I want to know yeah. who done it. I don't know who done it. I want to know. Yeah. yeah. I'd be interested to see if you could figure it out. I'll have to look on our website so that I can click on it and buy it off of Amazon. Yeah, if you want to know what book it was and you don't remember, yeah, you can go to our website, isnitpastyourbedtime.com, and we have all of our books listed there from this episode and all past episodes and future episodes once we're there. I mean, if you can travel into the future, then I guess you could just get them now. But if we could travel into the future, what are we doing here? That's true, yeah. Why don't we just go there? Anyways. Anyways, what do we want to read next time? Yeah, we are doing androgynous main characters, because I can't remember what they're called. Androgynous protagonists. Yeah, there we go. That was a lot. I was like, that's a lot of neshtis at the ends of the words. Should I do it one more time? (laughs) Yeah, do it again. Next week, the book that we're reading has an androgynous protagonist. And so we're both doing audiobooks, right? Right. And I also think that I'm going to look up a few other books that are similar and maybe read one of those or at least just have some recommendations for folks. So if anybody is also really excited about that topic and wants to know more, um, I'll have a list for you next episode. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, we will, I guess, not see you all, hear you all. We won't hear you all. You'll hear us. You'll hear us. (laughs) Come listen again uh, in a couple of weeks, and yeah. we're going to talk about a very interesting book. Yeah. Audiobook this time. You just can't wait. You can find us on Instagram at Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. We're also on Twitter at Isn't It Past Your Bedtime, or our handle is IIPYB underscore pod. I know that's a lot, but it's on our website. Yeah. You also can just shorten Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. Just took all the first letters, underscore pod. And Isn't it past your in- bedtime was just too long. Yeah, Twitter is very persnickety about how many characters you get. You can also send us an email. Isn't it past your bedtime at gmail.com. Just all the ways. You can contact us in all the ways. Yeah. Want to know what you're listening to or reading and Yeah, or if you got an we'll opinion. Listen to it. Opinions, thoughts, comments, let us know. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Yeah. Like, we're going to go. Get out of here. Go to bed, guys. Don't stay up too late.
Gosh, you sound like your mom. Sorry. Your mom was right, though. Don't stay up too late. Sleep is important. Or buy a book light. Don't read on your phone. That's bad. Yeah, not on your phone. You don't want any of those Blu-rays. Yeah. Blue light. Read it. Blu-rays. Yeah. Blu-ray. <laughs> no Blu-ray disc. No Blu-ray discs in your eyes. Uh, read an actual book. It'll actually help you fall, fall asleep. I'm pretty sure science says so. There's probably a study out. So having trouble sleeping? Off. Read. If you're wanting to not sleep, read. So really, I think the answer is just to read. Read more. Read more. Listen more. All right. Bye, Have a good guys. night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Don't let the bezels fight.